0: Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It is Thanksgiving weekend. It is Small Business Saturday, if you think about that. It is Saturday, November 27th, and we are here to answer your financial questions. I know we are now getting into it. It is high holiday season. And uh, maybe you're losing your mind because you can't get the stuff you want. I'm kind of over this story. I have to be honest with you. I don't really get why everyone is just absolutely acting like morons when it comes to their consumption. Didn't we learn anything in the last two years, gang? Didn't we? Come on. Your kid can do without the PlayStation just for another year. It's okay. You're not a bad parent. I promise. Everyone take a deep breath. Okay, I'm off my soapbox. We would love to hear from you. I know there are a lot of questions that people are asking themselves as they come to the end of the year, and uh, we're here for you. Mark and I love answering your questions. Today, we are talking to Matt from Philadelphia, who's got some questions about a long-term care policy for his mother.
1: I help my mom uh, with her finances, and we have a a question, and we're looking for some guidance. So my mom is uh, 67 years old. She is retired. She is single, and I am her only uh, child. So it is um, pretty much up to me to help her and uh, as she gets a little bit older here. Fifteen years ago, she took out a long-term care insurance policy with MetLife. Uh, She did something very smart, trying to protect herself, trying to protect me, um, et cetera. As you know, um, these policies basically are allowed to sort of increase their premiums Uh, I shouldn't say as much as they want, but they can, uh, you know, increase them pretty aggressively on an annual basis. Most recently, we've seen a 33 percent increase in the premium. Um, We're trying to figure out, should she continue to pay into this insurance when the premium keeps going up and there really is no end in sight? Or are we better off basically saving the money and trying to allow it to continue to grow in other ways? but we wouldn't have that protection that we think she will probably have to, you know, use at some point.
0: Okay. Tell us a little bit more about mom's financial life. Uh, does she live alone?
1: She does. She lives alone. Um, she's, uh, like I said, she's retired. She she brings in about $2,500 a month. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not going to be a whole lot of increases with that, obviously. Social security and a pension. She doesn't have a lot of, um, you know, liabilities. So she, the 2,500 is enough to cover. okay um, she's got about $400,000 in savings that uh, are in an IRA, so it's retirement money. Mm-hmm. Um, so every time she has to withdraw it, she you know she is looking at a tax burden there. And at this point when the annual bill comes for the long-term care, she's just taking that money from her 401k to pay the annual bill.
0: Mhm. Okay. And how about money outside of retirement? Any money in the
1: bank? You know, nothing other than a, you know, really quick rainy day fund, right? So maybe about $10,000 or so in a, in a rainy day fund, but nothing, nothing major. She's basically relying on her income, and then every year, uh, if she needs additional money, you know, we just pull it out of her IRA. But she's, you know, her ultimate goal is to try to preserve that IRA money as much as she possibly can, so that if she does, you know, something happens to her, she does get sick, you know, she's trying to avoid laying a burden on me, which obviously I appreciate. Um, so she took out this policy. She's got a, a nice policy. It's you know four hundred dollars or so a day uh, that would allow her up to five hundred thousand dollars in a lifetime benefit. Um, so we've paid about forty or so thousand dollars into it, forty five give or take, um, in the last fifteen years. Mm-hmm. But the increases are coming fast and furious, and we're really just trying to figure out what's our best met- best method here.
0: Okay, and does she rent or does she own her residence?
1: So she owns her uh, she owns her home she actually pays a land rent so she owns like a modular home and mm-hmm. she owns the structure She doesn't have a mortgage there but she does have a rent every month so she pays about uh, between five and six hundred dollars a month on the land rent
0: and what is the property that she owns worth uh,
1: probably about a hundred
0: okay so have you spoken to MetLife about some options um, and and this is what I'm thinking $400 a day is like a souped up long-term care policy, for real. Like that is, you're, you're, she's staying in like the, uh, the the four seasons of assisted living if she does that. You know, like that's a really big benefit. So there's two thoughts here. One is, who cares? Are you in good financial shape yourself?
1: Yeah, I am.
0: Okay, so like at the worst case, if she got rid of this thing, Forgetting about the forty thousand dollars, which feels horrible that you you know oh I didn't use it, but think of it as like oh it was expensive car insurance. I didn't get hit. You don't think about that, right? You say oh thank God I didn't need it. You could basically ditch this policy, which now is what's the premium right now?
1: So they they just part of the reason why I sent you the email was because we got the notification again. So the current premium is eight forty one a quarter, uh, and they want to raise that to nine thirty two a quarter.
0: And, it's gonna, and it is going to keep going up. So, I mean, this is not an insignificant amount of money, right? And so right. there's the choices are like, screw it. I'm going to let it go. We're not going to use it. And she'll save that money. She doesn't have to take any money out of her retirement savings until she's forced to do so at age 70 and a half. There is a case for that. The reason why there's a case for it is that she lives alone. If she went through all of her savings, right, and uh, was then you know finally qualified for some sort of Medicaid or assistance you know it would be okay like there's no one else relying on this money you know if she were with somebody if you if you had uh, you know if there were a partner or a spouse who was actually also you know counting on that $400,000 then you're in a different situation but she's alone and has one kid who is financially secure so you could be like okay we're done alternatively you could just simply say wait a minute I don't have to get rid of the whole policy but what would happen if you you went to MetLife and said hey what would the cost be if we went to $200 a day we went we want to drop that benefit down what would the cost be And I don't know if it would be a dollar for dollar reduction. In other words, I don't know if they'd say it's exactly half. But my guess is that if she might feel a little bit more comfortable instead of paying 3,700 bucks a year, right? If it were like 1,800 or two grand a year, she might say, okay, I have a baseline of coverage. I could use that. And if I needed care, I could tap into that. You know, she'd have some coverage, not full coverage. And then she wouldn't feel like she's plowing through all of her savings so I would first go to MetLife and see if there's other alternatives you know this is really about her if she really says I don't feel comfortable getting rid of it then you can keep it but if you're gonna keep it I would start to think about a reduced amount of uh, daily benefit because that's the only way you can really control the premium cost to you guys and it is gonna keep going up there's no doubt because they all misprice these policies I don't think she's in financial peril. This is really about her being able to feel good that she has some coverage, not you know the Cadillac of
1: coverage. So, at what point from a daily benefit amount? Because I'm I'm pretty unfamiliar with the cost of what it takes to put you know a parent in in a home or something along those lines. And, I, and I'm I'm sure those costs are obviously also going to continue to rise. But if you were me, what daily benefit amount would you say? Okay, I'm I'm kind of you know I'm comfortable with right now. So right now we're pushing four hundred dollars. Would you would you be okay cutting that in half?
0: She does have twenty five hundred dollars a month of income no matter what. So essentially, I would say that the two hundred dollars a day would be your minimum benefit. Plus, she's got her twenty five hundred dollars a month that's coming in. So that the two hundred dollars a day plus her thirty thousand dollars I think gets her into a decent place. She's you know a hundred grand or so of coverage will get you should get you a private room. Now, if I've misstated this because Philly is a much more expensive area and I'm not clear about that, then you would have to be pulling some money out of your retirement savings. But I would say not less than $200 a day.
1: Okay, and I, I just have one last question if you have time. Sure, of course. There is a paragraph in the um, policy, in the, in the uh, premium increase notification that they sent us, there is a paragraph that basically states that if the coverage lapses due to us canceling the policy and we have 120 days from january 1 if that happens they put us in what they call an lcul a limited coverage upon lapse following premium increase endorsement uh, which is obviously a mouthful but what it what it ultimately says though is that um, we would get the greater of all the premiums paid and then waived prior to letting it lapse or thirty times the benefit amount that's in effect. And thirty times like the four hundred, you know, is like give or take twelve thousand dollars. We've paid more than that into it. So if I'm reading this correctly, we could walk away and actually all the money that she's paid into it, we would still have that from MetLife. It's only it's only forty thousand and that might get us six months, but it's not like we're completely walking away from forty thousand and we're just letting it go. Does that does that even change the conversation at all do you um, think?
0: I mean it changes the conversation in that the, it's not like you've thrown the money down the drain right, right. so that's that's the reason it changes the conversation for me I mean look it, again this has to do a lot with her level of comfort and you know this is her money and if she feels like she's more comfortable having some form of coverage then um, I think we start with like, well, how much is really affordable? And then if instead of surrendering the whole policy, having this this sort of stopgap extra bunch of money, tens of thousands of dollars, you know, it's fine. It's not going to, like you said, it's not going to move the needle, but it's, you know, if it was one bad year and that covered the nut, great. You know, so it's certainly better than just surrendering.
1: Yeah, I think ultimately what we just need to make our decision about is, you know, we're pulling this money out of her IRA that we that we have invested, you know, in Vanguard every year. And so if and my and my mom is, is in good shape, she's healthy. I think I think it could be a good 15 years or so before she would have to use this. So, you know, you're talking about three or four or five thousand dollars a year for the next 10 or 15 years Yeah, out of her out of her IRA. You know, so not only are you pulling it out and paying the tax, but you're also giving up the possible gains in the investment. Right. Exactly. So I think that's just where we're kind of. Yeah. I mean, and and I, and I just wanted your perspective. And
0: I and I so my inclination when I first heard your story was, oh, we're done with this policy. But I do want to make sure that we take care of your mother's needs. It's her money and we need to kind of check in with her and make sure she's cool with that. Okay, if you, like Matt, would like to join us on the air, all you need to do is go to the website, jillonmoney.com, click the contact button. While you're there, sign up for the free weekly newsletter. comes out every Friday. Mark does a great job. And you can also hear more of Mark by subscribing to our sister broadcast. It's called Eye on Money. You can do it right from the website or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Saturday, small business Saturday, go spend some money on a small business as long as they pay their people okay. Not really into these small businesses that kind of are cheapskates with their staff. Not into that at all. All right, I'm gonna be more positive. So please do something nice for someone else today. Grit, growth, grace, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening.